evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcasts. Yes. And before we get started on our new episode tonight about a cryptid called the Flatwoods Monster, I got a lot more feedback on this one on Twitter than I've ever seen. Everyone's really excited about this episode. And it's really funny because a lot of people have been talking about how hilarious the creature looks. And uh, <laughs> Listen, I thought the exact same thing the first time I saw it. I was like, what? This walked straight out of a video game. Like, I, yeah. I don't. But anyway, before we get into that, of course, a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Bing. Also, I would just like to make note that it's still light outside right now. And I'm living for it. Uh, happy, 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 happy March, everybody. Yes, um, happy March. This is so exciting to finally be closer to spring than we've ever been. And I am living for it. I've never been so happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if it's getting warmer, bats are still needed. You still need to soak those bones. So, um, as of now, before we decide to put on any sales or anything, I haven't really decided. Um, there is still the three for eighteen um, sale: the oatmeal, the uh, chamomile, lavender, and the rose. So, uh, yeah, um, and thank you for everybody. The couple of sales that I got on the snowman ones, thank you so much. I really hope those were enjoyed. Otherwise, everything is Calm Your Body Down Etsy, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you. Calm your body down. All right, my dudes. We're talking about a cryptid tonight called the Flatwoods Monster. I knew nothing about this at all until Becky brought it to my attention. And I read where the specific article that we're going to be reading is by Roy, Roy Wenzel. Um, and it is from the history channel, but I, like I said, I love the way that it looks. It literally looks like it walked off of Zelda. I got more into wanting to do this one because, and that's a lot of like where this article came from when, and, uh, I didn't finish the series, but I definitely plan on it. Um, the Project uh, Blue Book series that was on the History Channel, uh, that one actually has the, um, mentions it because, and that's what, that's what was kind of weird because I watched this. So if anybody remembers that show back in the day, Monster Quest, well, like from a few years ago, I watched an episode about this and they have it listed listed as a lizard monster when in actuality it's like it was never quite decided if it was more a cryptid such as like maybe a lizard type creature maybe something that could exist like a Bigfoot or a something that maybe hasn't been discovered yet, something of that nature. Or if it was something more like um, an alien, basically. So it was never really, I think, so that's, uh, and I'm sure it'll probably get to it in the article. That's why 
Project uh, Blue Book picked it up mm -hmm. um, with thinking that it was alien in nature. So totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, it just like, and you're absolutely right. Like you take one look at the thing and you're just like, what in the fuck is that? Like this literally <laughs> came If I would have from... seen this in real life, I would have been like, the fuck? What? And that's one thing, like, I know online as far as a lot of pictures, but like on that Monster Quest episode, every description was pretty much exactly like this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it is the strangest looking so thing. Weird. It literally looks it looks like horror movie, B mo horror B movies, sci-fi. Yeah. Like a little bit of everything. So um Do you guys know if you guys ever play Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> do you guys and you know in looking at this creature, you know exactly what husband, I'm talking about? I think my husband played that. Uh, it, the it. face of it looks like those little black things Does it, in okay, Kingdom Hearts. I never played it. I'll have to ask him. So, um, it prompted you, a U.S. Air Force UFO inquiry, part of the initiative called Project Blue Book, which is what we were just talking about. The Flatwoods monster has not hissed at boys in the little village of Flatwoods since West Virginia since September of 1952. People grin about it now. And take monster souvenir money from hundreds of monster tourists every week. I'm sorry. Are you telling me there's a shirt out there with this thing on it? Because I kind of want that. And Flatwoods, Virginia is four and a half hours away. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I can't. Oh my god. Anyway. Uh, it scared people... Plenty back then, including the eyewitnesses. Six boys aged 10 to 17, a dog and a mom. Oh, Lord, the dog. I know, right? One of the boys peed his pants, said John Gibson, a high school freshman at the time, who Listen, knew them all. I probably would have peed my pants. So. I would have literally just been constantly saying, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, like what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, what like the, the whole time. Um... Their dog, Ricky, ran with his tail between his legs. Now, that is one thing. Animals know when something's up. And if a dog or a cat or, you know, an animal that you have kind of starts acting weird towards something, then that's when I get a little freaked out. Because Anytime, yeah. Anytime ghosts, spirits, monsters, aliens, anytime a, uh animal reacts to something unknown or strange like that, yeah, I'm always skeptical kind of like when you have bad weather if your dog is calm there's no reason mm -hmm. to worry if your dog is flipping out now i understand that's actually different by case sometimes too because there are a lot of dogs that are genuinely scared of thunderstorms but if your dog isn't normally scared of thunderstorms and a storm is coming and your dog's acting all crazy there is concern <laughs> i usually take that as concern so the encounter made the local and national news, scaring a wider swath of people. Swath. Then it prompted a U.S. Air Force UFO. Then it prompted Project Blue Book that dispatched a handful of investigators around the country to look into such, such claims. It also became a local legend, a southern spook story that defined the tiny village of less than 300 people for more than six decades. To this day, tourists come out of their way to Flatwoods. I almost said scheduled. 
Good Lord. Secluded in the low-timbered Appalachian Hills of West Virginia. To visit its monster museum and buy green monster tchotchkes and t-shirts. Listen, I need a t-shirt of this thing. That's, I love, you know what I love about this is that to like, I love so much that a lot of these things happen within parts of Appalachia that you almost wonder if that, you know, because there's so much culture and uh, folklore just within that area alone. Um, and also, I just was like looking, I was kind of Googling a little bit while Casper was talking about that part of it, that within about... 10 years of each other and two hours from each other, the Mothman sightings happen. I was about to say, so, so where's it's really Plymouth weird. It's as really, far as... Well, no, uh, not Plymouth. Not Plymouth. Uh, you're fine. Point Pleasant. Thank you. It's a P. When I close. said Plymouth, my brain was like, that is incorrect, it's but we're going to go with it. It's a P. It counts. <laughs> um, it's two hours. It's, Interesting. It's literally two hours and 10 years after... The Flatwood sightings, Mothman happened. Interesting. So it's really strange. That is strange. That it's all in these, you know, pretty much small towns in these, like, you know, it downtown Point Pleasant kind of looks like, and I'm sure back in the 60s it was more of like a Mayberry type downtown. But you drive a few miles one way and a few miles another way, you're. You're in the country, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're... You blink and you miss it. Yeah, there's nothing around, you know? And so, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Just in this area and the folklore and the culture of, of Appalachia, that it all happens to be in this in this particular area. It just was really interesting. So, um, that evening, it was dusk when they saw it. The May brothers, Ed and Freddie, both 13 and 12, had been playing in their schoolyard with their 10-year-old friend, Tommy Heyer, or Heyer. After noticing a pulsing red light streak across the sky and crash on a nearby farm, the three youngsters ran to grab the May's boy's mother, then hightailed it up that hill to check out where the light had landed. A few other boys, one with a dog, showed up too. They ran back down in sheer incredible terror. Seven Braxton County residents on Saturday reported seeing a 10-foot Frankenstein-like monster in the hills above Flatwoods. A local newspaper reported afterward. I love that this is the 50s and that's the reference that they used. I know, right? Frankenstein. You know, at the time. At the time. A National Guard, a uh, 17-year-old Gene Lemon, was leading the group when he saw what appeared to be a pair of bright eyes in a tree. Lemon screamed and fell backward. The news account said... When he saw a 10-foot monster with a blood-red body and green face that seemed to glow, it may have had claws for hands. It was hard to tell because of the dense mist. Of course it was standing in a mist. <laughs> the story made the local news, then got picked up by national radio and big papers all over the country, said Andrew Smith, who runs the Flatwoods Monster Museum and Braxton County Convention Visitors Bureau. Mrs. May and the National Guard kid even ended up going to New York to talk to CBS, Gibson said. Wow. That's awesome. Those people were the most scared people I've ever seen, said a local newspaper publisher, Ailey Stewart. In that 1952 news story, Stewart himself marched up that hill with a shotgun after witnesses told people what they saw. People don't make up that kind of story that quickly, Stewart said then. Others doubted. 
State police laughed off the reports as hysteria. The newspaper story said they said the so-called monster had grown from 7 to 17 feet in 24 hours. Gibson doubted too, though he's since sold a thousand of his 12-inch tall ceramic green monster figurines in the last two years at $30 a piece. I want some I don't believe in the Easter Bunny, says Gibson, an insurance agent so working at 81. I don't believe in Santa, and I don't believe in the Flatwoods Monster, but I do want to boost our community. I would just like to say that you can't really pair Santa and the Easter Bunny with something like that. Um, Because has anyone ever said they've seen Santa? Or that they've seen, they seen the Easter, Easter Bunny? Bunny? Granted, if I did see a giant eight-foot-tall bunny rabbit i think at any point in my life i would have been terrified terrified let's, but let's go <laughs> just saying um yeah that's just you know what's so interesting about this too like again making the comparison with point pleasant is him saying how you know i don't even think a lot of the people that live in point pleasant or were even around during that time necessarily believe in mothman but it has brought so much notoriety um and tourism to that town to that area that you know even through i mean we went during covid my husband and i did and it was you know we went to the museum now we didn't go to the festival which is i guess back up and running in september granted i don't you know i don't know if that's something i want to cross off my list as a very tiny town with how many people are there. So I, I don't know. God bless you if you want to do it. We've been, that just, that's just a little too much for me. <laughs> even even with or without COVID, that's just a lot of people to be congested in that close of an area. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I just think that's, it's interesting though, that something like this, again, it's, even if you full on don't believe what it's brought to these little towns, you know, the museums, the tourism. What's the name of the town, the Bigfoot country? Where, um, what is the name of that town? It's in Willow Creek. Is it Willow Creek? Hold, please. Is that in Oregon? Because I, I, um, I don't remember. This is going to drive me crazy because there's a Willow Creek, um, or not a Willow Creek. There's a place. There's a Willow Creek, Oregon. Willow Creek, California. Early bird, big foot, big foot, big, I keep saying big foot, big foot burgers. So it is Willow Creek. It's in California. Okay. Well, there's also a Willow Creek in Oregon too. Could very well. Most could very but well the, be. But I think, but Willow Creek, California is the one that's known more for the uh, Bigfoot sightings. Because there's actually a Bigfoot museum yeah. in Willow Creek, California. Like, that'd the be kind of cool Okay, the visit. movie, the Bobcat Goldthwait movie, Willow Creek, is, yeah. is from, yeah. Which is also a very good movie. I'm telling you, if nobody's seen, I, I told her about it because I just. It's like, a really good movie. It just cracked me up when, like, I was, when, like, literally that Bobcat Goldthwait from Police Academy was, like, full-on going back to doing stand-up comedy and directing horror movies. I was like, what? And directed, literally, I think, one of the best Bigfoot movies ever. It's, it's really like the good. Jaws of Bigfoot movies. Like, it's so good. I don't know if meaning I like, me say well, it was the Jaws, I just mean, though. like, meaning less is better. 
That's all I need. Is like less is yeah, better. I see what you're there saying. There are a lot of movies. I was where gonna less say because exists better. is my favorite Bigfoot. Oh movie. yeah, but like I just think a lot of movies like that are less is better. Paranormal activity. And even what you even if you do see a little bit, it, it's still like it better be fucking scary. Otherwise, less is so much better. Again, paranormal activity. Yeah, we were just talking Blair about Witch. That. It's so fucking terrifying. You never even see anything. In either one of those films. That movie still terrifies me. Both of them still terrify me to this day. And they're two of my biggest comfort movies. (laughs) Like, to this day. Oh, mine too. I mean, I... They're still scary. Like, I can still watch them, but... I think there there is definitely still a mode of them that is still very scary. There are still elements to those movies that are still really, really scary. You know, you talking about that thing on Paramount, about Paranormal Activity... I think one of the biggest reasons why Paranormal Activity did so well as it did was because it was the best found footage film that came out since Blair Witch. Like, it, it really had that pizzazz that Blair Witch Well, had. that's something that they mentioned a lot about. Uh, God, I wish this would have come out by the time we did the uh, podcast. But, right. Um, just in case you guys didn't know, and I finally watched Paranormal Activity Next of Ken, garbage. Uh, but that's just hey, was it as bad as Ghost Dimension? Really... Yes, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> um, there is, but the plus side, no pun intended. If anybody out there has Paramount Plus, there is a really, really, really amazing because I know I did like one month of Paramount Plus. I'm giving it a shot, I'm trying to see what it has. It's it's surprising, I'm kind of digging it a little bit anyway. There is a really incredible. And I love when franchise movies do this, where they have documentaries that literally go through every single movie. Like I make a chucky one, please. I love documentaries. First of all, I love documentaries. Second of all, any documentary about horror, sign me up. But when it does these with franchise, like the Halloween franchise did an amazing one before these newer ones came out. That one was really well done. The Nightmare on Elm Street, Never Sleep Again one is fucking amazing. Um, even the Friday the 13th one on Shudder is really fucking good. And Corey, <laughs> Corey Feldman hosts it. And I'm not even a That documentary the is better than the movies. I'm not Tell even a Friday I'm the wrong. 13th fan. But if you really don't want to take the trouble of sitting through every single movie and maybe just watching a couple of them, which I highly recommend myself, watch the documentary. Just watch the doc. It's actually worth watching. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, somebody please do a Chucky one. Please, Dawn, get on that, sir, when you have the time. Dawn, uh, I know you're about to film season two, but I'm going to need you to get on that, sir, please. to have it. Okay, anyway, thanks. Um, so yeah, that unknown dimension, the story of paranormal activity is what it's called. Um, it is so fucking good. It's so good. I was telling, the only, the literally the only spo- spoiler I'm going to give you guys is I was telling Casper, which made me so happy and bubbly inside. Is that Jason Bloom basically said, or Blum, however you pronounce it, sorry, basically said in so many words that four and six were trash. And I'm like, thank you, sir. He's right. <laughs> with all due respect to how much I overall really love that franchise, even with how much I hated Next of Well, didn't hate, but just really didn't care for Next of Kin. Um, uh, yeah, I love that franchise and I wholeheartedly agree with him. And I appreciate that honesty. I really do. Same. Really, really do. But anyway, getting back to Flatwoods. <laughs> um, uh, where are we? 
I'm sorry, I lost my place in here. Okay. <laughs> but rattled eyewitnesses weren't the only reason the story took off. Oh my God, I swear this is sounding more and more connected with Mothman. Um, Americans were truly frightened in 1952, made anxious by atomic bombs and what seemed like a new world made by mad scientists. Even Life Magazine, probably the most popular publication in the nation at the time, had just a few months earlier published a seemingly credible trend story about flying saucers. Spook stories sprout best when the seed lands in a bed fertile with anxiety, and that was 1952 Cold War America. Hold, please. That sentence. <laughs> Spook stories sprout best Spook stories sprout. when the seed lands in a bed fertile with anxiety. That sounds like my life. I know. On a daily basis. Holy shit. A bed fertile with anxiety. <laughs> That's me. That is literally me. It is literally us. A bed fertile with anxiety. Beds fertile. <laughs> See I... our fields and our lands. Behold, Behold. We give no fuck with the beds. But so much anxiety. <laughs> we give it no fuck. But behold, oh no, the anxiety of fertile beds. <laughs> I was just so like taken aback by how amazing. amazing that sentence is. I love that sentence so much. Lands though. in a bed with fertile anxiety. I'm, you know, I'm not having kids, but I am I really very fertile with anxiety. I am too. Same, same. You know, no children, but a whole lot of anxiety brewing in this uterus. Not. <laughs> I mean, like all, like everywhere, but definitely there. Definitely, definitely the uterus. Definitely there. <laughs> it's more focused in that general area. She's scared. She's scared. <laughs> um, so, nineteen fifty-two Cold War America was a hot house of anger, dish, dish, disillusionment, <laughs> dish, dish. Um, what's the dish and more anxieties made to order for conspiracy theorists, political demagogues and a and tellers of suspenseful tales. Um, you know, it's really interesting that like 1947 was the same year that my dad was born in the same year that the Roswell crash happened. And my dad was five during cold war. Like literally what we've seen in movies of kids hiding underneath their desks in the fifties because they were afraid of the Soviet Union dropping atomic bombs. My dad did that. Like, that is a really weird, you know. It's funny things you things you only think you see in school books that you're so, or movies that you're so easily able to dismiss until you talk to someone, especially if it's a family member that actually lived through that. Close enough that it's like your parent lived through that. So that's just... That's so strange, and I feel like that is even more poignant to going back to what I was saying about, like, this in relation to Mothman, is, like, both of these happened at such a heightened time. This was during the Cold War. By the time Mothman happened, it was near a TNT dynamite factory, and this is during, well, this was World War II. Um, so everything is just, like, the whole world has just been in a heightened state, you know, we're we're kind of in that right now. I was gonna say, and history um, repeats so you know it's like we're you're anytime there's any type of war whether it's here or abroad we're you know you're always in a heightened state of emotion um so this was just really crazy that also around this time there would be these really strange sightings of things that were either unexplained 
cryptids that may be an animal that hasn't been found yet or discovered yet or aliens like who knows and it's happening during a time of nuclear war which we do not want ever anyway no. watch red dawn and do not watch the remake watch the 80s one with patrick swayze okay i've only Just seen say. the remake thank you i'm sorry I've only seen the remake. I didn't even know it was a remake. Because the original is like, the original came out in the 80s, so it was closer. Mm. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is right around the time with, like, Khrushchev and all of that shit. You gotta really watch it. I, I don't... I saw the remake. I, I get it. But I just... Watching something that was closer to that time makes, more, makes sense. more sense. And it's grittier and more raw. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It just, it, it makes more sense. It's, I highly, rec especially, it's going highly recommend watching Red Dawn. Hello, darkness, my um, friend. So, anyway. Um, the Mays Brothers monster story hit three years after the Soviet Union successfully tested an atomic bomb in 1949 like I was just talking about. The Air Force was scanning for bombers over our skies. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were awaiting execution for sending American nuclear weapons designed to the Soviets, selling hellfire to our mortal enemies. And political demagogue Senator Joseph McCarthy of Wisconsin, um, we learned a lot about this when we went to Salem, mm -hmm. uh, searching for communists literally everywhere. It was a literal witch hunt in this country. He spent the previous two years stoking fears of communism. That had infiltrated not only the U.S. Department of State, but almost every industry and corner of the nation. I mean, Hollywood, everywhere. Everybody was a fucking communist because of this asshole. And communism had killed thousands of American soldiers in Korea by 1952, including four youngsters, 21 or younger, from Braxton County, West Virginia, who had died just months before the monster landed. One of these killed in action was U.S. Marine Private First Class PFC. People didn't know what that stood for. Lantry R. And I'm over here going, P.F. Chang's. <laughs> my fat ass father was in the military so I thought my father was in the military private first class. Class. Sorry, wow my fucking fat ass had grown up in Sutton only six miles from the Mayboys and Flatwoods into that fertile American atmosphere of anxiety in uh, a fertile bed of anxiety fear and death uh, and the demagoguery life dropped a bombshell headline have we visitors from space so this is just so crazy like everything that was pretty much happening from the late 40s to the 60s it kind of makes sense that during a time where we are at war and the threat of nuclear and nuclear invasion in any shape or form was so scary that there were a lot of, and my dad would talk about this a lot. Like my dad read comic books back then. And I'm talking like the Buck Rogers comic books were like that, like the threat from another country was such a crazy thought that it's like sci-fi writers and comic books and radio really took it upon themselves during that time to play on that as if we were being invaded from another world not just from another country so you really saw and again you're talking the boost from roswell in 47 all of a sudden you're seeing a boost in sci-fi radio shows and comic books that are really talking about invaders from another planet martians 
uh, Little Green Men. Uh, you know, you're getting you're getting all these stories. Ray Bradbury started coming along right after that. So you're getting a lot of this sci-fi stuff in the making. And it's like, literally, I just always think that's so interesting that yeah. anytime and literally believe in whatever you want to believe. And I think it does make sense. The connection between military and aliens. Yeah, I think it it's pretty undeniable, the, the connection. But literally since the 1940s in any time ongoing in times of war or conflict, there are always, there's always a boost in sci-fi shit, whether starting off with comic books and radio now more in movies and television shows, there's always a boost in that when it comes to anything to do with sci-fi and aliens and entertainment wise. And there's always a boost in uh in in these sightings during military in, in, incursions in in any way. There's always some weird cryptid sightings, alien sightings that coincide with like Hollywood sci-fi boosts and it's like all of these are in are very interconnected. And I feel like the connections have been going on for literally the last fifty years, sixty yeah. years. We've been seeing this now, now since the fifties, because this predates. This is literally like right after Roswell, 10 years before Mothman. And it all coincides with war, military, and possible alien, whatever these are, sightings. So I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence. I don't think it is either. Because actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what's interesting is, you know, when Mothman happened... It, something crazy happened and always there's always some kind of crazy something surrounding the seeing of these things well and then when we finally started you know when the government finally decided to declassify even though we you know we already knew like we make these references to project blue book obviously there were investigations by our government about ufos and anything alien related for some time now but when our government decided to start declassifying more things specifically these videos from uh, our own Air Force and these, uh, like the Tic Tac video, the Commander Fravor, Fravor, I believe is how you pronounce his name, like that, that infamous video that just came out a couple of years ago of him literally tracking this thing that's like, okay, it's, well, and not only that, what a lot of people don't touch on either, and he has said this in interviews, that thing messed with his tracking, with his radar. So it wasn't just like that was a drone or that was whatever, whatever. Like whatever technology was on that thing was not only evading him in a way that was just like, okay, come on now. But it was also disrupting his electronic system, which is like, Okay, what else can do that unless it's human or not human and has the capabilities of being able to do that on this craft? Mm -hmm. So, like, when stuff like that finally got declassified and you were like, okay, wait a minute. And that's the Air Force. That's the Air Force seeing this. You know, there had been speculation that we got a hold of alien crafts years ago, and a lot of what people think they're seeing now are just remanufactured crafts that are actually man-made, not alien, and that we would view as unidentified because they are, but they're not from another planet. They're remanufactured by us from alien technology we had years ago. I'm telling people, look into Bob Lazar. Look into Bob Lazar. I 
hundred billion million zillion percent believe in Bob Lazar. And I'm telling you, if the shit he was saying is true, I think a lot of shit that people are seeing now is techno is alien technology that we had years ago from from crashes. And I don't just mean Roswell. I mean there were multiple crashes. Oh yeah. And we have re we have re reversed engineered that technology and now we're making our own shit. It wouldn't surprise me. That's fucking crazy. Because I'm just that's what I think. My brain just slowly. I think a lot of that stuff. I think I think things that I think I think people that think that they're seeing (coughs) spacecrafts that they're thinking are aliens now are us. Yeah. I think they're human and I don't necessarily mean America. I'm just saying like they're human made. Like we reverse engineered their technology and we we've made our own shit. We figured out how to make their shit. And I'm like, I don't like that either. I don't really like that myself. I'm not really a fan. No. I'm not really a fan. No, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. No, 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 if you guys have no idea what that is, it's a video of a cat. Um, I think they called it the Long Johnson cat. And this cat literally sounds like that. And he's just, just in case you guys, yeah. If you were like, what the fuck is she doing? It's a really old cat video <laughs> that was on like AFB back in the day. <laughs> listen, guys, back Man, when do you remember YouTube, AFB? Yeah, and back when you... Listen, I remember when it was just America's Funny Some Videos, R.I.P., Bob Saget. Bob Saget. <laughs> like, that's what I remember. People, yeah. like, won prizes and shit. I was yeah. like, what? Um, anyway. So, anyway, sorry. So, the Air Force, this is this was from a Life magazine headline. The Air Force is now ready to concede that many saucers and fireball sightings still defy explanation. Life offers some scientific evidence that there is a real case for interplanetary saucers. The story, filled with seemingly credible accounts, including from eyewitness Air Force pilots, appeared in April of 1952, just five months before Ed and Freddie May climbed that hilltop. Um, it should also be noted that, yes, it was primarily, the terminology was primarily used uh, flying saucers. I think once it changed over to UFOs was once it was determined that a lot of sightings weren't just saucer shaped Mm -hmm. there have been ones described as uh like tube shaped almost like a cigar i've heard uh bell shaped like a like the liberty but like a literal bell i've heard it shaped like that especially over (coughs) uh germany and like i know even going back to like the nazis like during that time there was a there was a sighting of a bell shaped craft over germany and like that area um (laughs) ding dong i know right uh, it's interesting. There's a picture on this article of a piece of wood that was taken from a tree where the Flatwood sighting happened, um, back on September 12th of 1952. That's it's pretty actually rad. in the museum. We should go. So, we should totally go. We should totally go. We really should. How do these stories gain credence? Not necessarily that millions of believe... <laughs> that millions believe in UFOs, says behavioral psychologist Clay Rutledge. Rutledge? Yeah. Routledge? Routledge. Sure. 
There you go. Many UFO devotees usually don't believe, he says, but they are seduced by the story. Why? There's the hope that we are not just insignificant organisms walking around aimlessly on a rock floating in space. 100%. Says Rutledge, who has studied brain science. UFO beliefs and culture, there's the hope that we're part of something bigger. Call it cosmic loneliness, Rutledge says. It would be very, very insane to me to sit here and believe that out of all of the hundreds and... Look at Earth. Then look at, like, the sun, the solar system... The fact that we're in the Milky Way galaxy and there are billions. And none of it's sitting still. It's all spinning. Billions of galaxies. And it's billions. Moving. I'm sorry. Billions. Just, that just makes me feel so small when I think in terms of like when like you that. Yeah, like, and you really think that we're the only planet that has life? I was literally just having this conversation with my nine-year-old niece. <laughs> I love how deep that child is. That's amazing. Like the existential conversations of like aliens and are there other things like that we're exist not alone. Out there. Like that's kind of cool. That's amazing that she thinks that deep. But then it's back to TikTok and eating chicken nuggets. But that's okay. You know what I mean? You know, like, you gotta go to, back. We to don't need to get. We don't need to get nuggies. that deep all the time. No. She's nine. Enjoy right. these. Moments I don't even like getting life. that deep as an adult because I, genuinely, as an adult, would rather just eat chicken nuggets and look at TikTok. The thought of I how did that last fast night. the universe is is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, terrifying. And we're on this rock just spinning through infinity. I don't. And everyone's stupid. <laughs> Listen, am I wrong? <laughs> I laughed so hard I made my ear pop. Anyway, um, <laughs> like any aliens that come visit Earth, that's why they're all different shaped. I think that's any why aliens they have that come my... visit Earth, they come once and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they oh, leave. oh, well, that's that was one thing I was talking to her about. Yeah. I totally blew this kid's mind when I told her that I was like, you know, not all aliens look the same, and she was like, "What?" I was like, yeah, there was a really famous sighting where this guy said they look like us, like regular people. And she was like, what? Boom. Like, blew this kid's mind. Imagine that there is another Earth. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll, See, we'll like get into this shit. fucking parallel, the parallel shit. Mm -mm. Parallel universes and other dimensions. Mm -mm. Nope. No. We will be here Buddy. all fucking night. I don't anyway. like that. Mm -mm. So that may be... <clears throat> But if the May brothers are familiar with that phrase, they are probably rolling their eyes. Freddie and Ed are still alive and still standing by their story, which if you forgot what the phrase was, it's cosmic loneliness. They are in their late 70s now and no longer talking to reporters. They got tired after 100,000 interviews, I imagine. I mean, literally. <laughs> but the brothers did appear in a recent documentary about the Flatwoods Phantom. And in the video trailer teasing to that show... Freddie looks calmly into the camera. As far as for myself, he says, it doesn't matter to me whether people believe me or don't believe me. Well, it looks like the movie was released in 2018 and apparently it's on DVD and Amazon. Really? And it's called The Flatwoods Monster, A Legacy of Fear. There is a trailer on YouTube, just in case anybody's interested. I'm kind um, of interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would totally watch it. Uh, one writer who stoked the story a lot was Gray Barker, a Braxton County native who investigated the monster and then became one of the more prominent UFO myth makers ever. It was Barker who wrote about Flatwoods, then introduced the mythology of government men in black. 
uh, again, this is sounding a lot like Mothman, after he heard that two Air Force investigators had reportedly shown up in Flatwoods posing as magazine writers. But Barker's friends later said he didn't believe and did the UFO writings cheerfully and for money. To this day, locals still wonder. The universe is a mighty big place, says Joan Bias, a news editor at the Braxton Democrat, a local newspaper. I can't imagine we might be alone in it, though I am a Baptist, so maybe I shouldn't say it. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Joan. You're so cute. That is so um, true, though, because were... I was raised Baptist and listen. <laughs> yep. There were fewer than 300 people. There were fewer than 300 people in Flatwoods in 1952 and a few less than that now. You could say that local embrace of the monster was a little slow going, Smith says. The U.S. Air Force... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine? (laughs) The U.S. Air Force dotted two. They later revealed that they'd done USFO research and investigations since 47, collecting thousands of stories and investigating some of the skeleton staff. Sounds like this day and age. Skeleton staffs everywhere. About this one, they concluded that bright but common meteors had streaked across the eastern U.S. at dusk that night. Seen by many in Baltimore, among other places, and the monster with the claw-like arms, likely an owl. It's always an owl. It's always an owl. Anytime it's these cryptid sightings or these alien sightings, it's always a friggin' owl. Because it's the closest thing that looks to that. Yeah. Because eyes, eyes. Owls have big. Sorry. I was trying to say owls have big eyes, and I said I was about to say eyes have big owls. Even if it's unproven folklore, the tourists seem to keep coming, so locals did that most earthling of things. They made bumper stickers, shot glasses, and giant monster-shaped chairs that whole families could get into and have their picture taken while sitting in the monster's scary, embracing arms. We're going and doing it. As you do. They created the Monster Museum. They put up signs on highways, home of the green monster. As they learned to their surprise, the people wanted to hand them money. From spring to fall, peak tourist season, hundreds of people... A week, stop in the spot. Flatwoods ice cream and sandwich eatery. Yum. They eat the Flatwoods monster burger, a double burger, double cheese. And look at all the historic monster photos and news clippings hanging on the wall. The museum has artifacts, including a chunk of the oak tree that the monster had floated out from behind. So the Flatwoods monster, known as the green monster, known as the phantom of Flatwoods, who was reportedly seven feet tall or 10 or 13 or 17, you know, details. Became the most peculiar American invention, a legend in, in, emblazoned? Emblazoned. Thank you. No I'm like, what the fuck is that word on t-shirts? If you know how I could get a 26-foot fiberglass greenwood monster statue made for Flatwoods, let me know. That would be a big draw, don't you think? That'd be kind of cool, though. Hilarious. I would... I would um... <clears throat> So, I am actually on Wikipedia now under the Flatwoods Monster uh, uh, Wikipedia page. Um, There's apparently a big chair that's carved (laughs) out to look like the Flatwoods Monster that people sit in. It's kind of like a place to take take some tourist pictures. Uh, I'm wondering when the... I'm I'm trying to see when the... uh, because apparently there's the okay so there's the flatwoods monster museum uh the buy a sandwich named after the monster at the spot restaurant visit the five giant monster chairs scattered around the county so there's actually five chairs 
these my god big giant just chairs that is amazing that look like the monster it's I want to. Really I want to awesome. sit in them. Um. Yeah, the restaurant is called the Spot, and there's a Flatwood Monster Burger. It's amazing. I would really like um, to have that burger. I really want to sit in this. The, one. the museum is adorable. Uh, I was trying to see if there was still any info. If there was any information. I was trying to see if there was any information about the, um, it looked like at one time there was a festival, but I'm actually on the, uh, Braxton County, uh, like their community page and I'm not seeing anything about the, uh, festival. So I don't know if that's still, maybe there that's used ongoing. to be, um, <clears throat> there's an online store, uh, called cryptidmart.com that sells a bunch of Flatwood Monster trinkets and knickknacks and tchotchkes and t-shirts and and the shot glasses. The shot glasses are on there. So if anybody would love a Flatwoods Monster shot glass, there you go. Go to cryptidmart.com. Get your shot glass. I kind of want um, one. I mean, to be all in all honesty, this creature looks dope as hell. <laughs> like it's it looks like it walked out of a video game. I wouldn't want to see it. Well, apparently, life, but... uh, video game the video game Fallout seventy six contains a reference to the legend. I, I haven't played that one all the way through. Um, located in the town of Sutton, the Braxton County seat uh, is the Flatwoods Monster Museum, which is dedicated to the legend. Like we mentioned, the chairs, really uh, the stickers. Um, but there used to be a Flatwoods Days Festival. Yeah, okay. That's actually really cool. Um, yeah, so it's usually it's usually a barn owl. It's just really funny how that always seems to be tied into any type of sightings as far as, like, the glowing eyes or if it's up in a tree. That was, I mean, that's what the Flatwoods monster, that's what Mothman, that's what, I mean, it's mentioned in, even though this is fictional, it's mentioned in the fourth kind throughout, which obviously came from other folklore that many skeptics have been saying for years relates to uh, any type of alien activity or cryptid sightings were uh, somehow uh, barn owls. And barn owls are big, but they're not that big. I don't no. know. I mean... If you're Even going if, anywhere from fucking 10 to 17 fucking feet. It's not going to be a fucking barn owl. I don't even care if it's in a tree that's, that is that high. That's it just fucking doesn't massive. Make any, it really doesn't make any sense. No. Um. Also, that was something else, and I don't know if this was mentioned in the article either. I know that they were frightened and everything, the Maze Boys, when they saw it. But there was also something mentioned that within this mist that was mentioned in that article, that the mist gave off some type of uh not so much an odor but like when they inhaled it they actually fainted or got nauseous so it was almost thought that maybe it was some kind of you know not a uh, noxious gas or some kind of if it was being emitted from this thing if this thing was giving off some kind of fumes that were toxic or whatever but that was also something there's actually an article from a news clip in September of 1952. The headline actually says Braxton County residents faint and become ill 
after a run-in with the weird 10-foot monster. So it's mentioned that when it was reported to the Hanover State Police that, um, so it's actually Catherine May that mentioned that the mist was giving off something that literally, it was an odor actually. Okay, she actually says a half an hour later, there was a sickening odor that was present. Hmm. Uh, fainting and, yeah, nauseous. So, who knows? Who knows where that was coming from, necessarily. Um, but yeah, skeptics from the start, uh, there was an investigation done in 2000 by Joe Nickel. He's a very prominent uh, skeptic. Uh, he's invested. He's been around for years. Um, I think he was actually in the episode of Monster Quest that I watched. Um Again, and it goes back to what was mentioned in the Project Blue Book thing, that these were meteor sightings when it talked about the pulsing red light, that that's what was actually seen that, that evening, the ones that were seen as far as Baltimore, that that's actually what they saw that night. Um, and that the screeching sound, the silhouette, the pattern, the glowing eyes, it was all an owl. So, I mean... I really don't feel like it was an owl. And why is it, it's just like we were saying, it's always an owl. I don't know, I just have a really hard time believing that. I just have a hard time, people that live in that area, people that have grown up in an area, and I, and again, like, if you've lived out in the country for any number of years, you're going to know exactly what a barn owl looks like. Yeah. And you're going to be able to tell the difference between a barn owl and a fucking monster, alien, cryptid, mothman, flatwoods, what the, you know, whatever. And ain't no fucking owl 13 feet tall? The fuck? No. I mean, barn owl, like, again, I said barn owls get fucking big, but they don't get that goddamn big. And that no. just really did not make any sense to me. It doesn't. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, it looks like they do still have the Flatwoods Monster Festival, but I guess as of last year in 2021, it was canceled. Um, Could be COVID-related. I guess they have it. Yeah, it said that was why. Um, it looks like in May they had something, but it usually takes place... What said in August is when they announced the cancellation, but I guess it's in September. So they do, okay, so they do have pictures from September of 2019. So it's it's held since September was when the sightings were originally happened back in 1952. The festival is held every year in September. So it looks mm -hmm. like the last time, according to their Facebook page, which was Flatwoods Monster Fest, it was held in September of 2019. Um, well, this year is the 70th anniversary. How cute. Look at that. Precious. <laughs> you can have your picture taken with a Flatwoods monster. Listen, I want to get my picture taken with the Flatwoods monster. I want to get my picture. So let's just hope. I, I don't see any updates at all for this year on their, uh, on their, um, Facebook page rather, but, uh, let's hope they do it this year. Let's hope they do the festival this year. Um, Bring some commerce back to the town. That would be really cool. That'd be uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And again, I would totally, like, shit, even if not for the 
festival. I just want to go. I would love to go. I just oh, want to go. It to the just it would be so and... pretty too driving out there in those. Mountains. I know it's beautiful. Like just driving out there through that part of Ohio into West Virginia is gorgeous. It is. It's so beautiful. And then yeah. once you get over into West Virginia and you really start seeing more of the mountains. It is so beautiful. It's yep, really it gorgeous. Is. But yeah, let's hope they do it this year because I can't find any information past 2019 when the last time they had the festival because the last couple of years it's been canceled. Um, I wonder why. But the museum would be cool. I would like to go to see the museum. To go to. I totally want to do that. Um, from the pictures, it looks small. Like the, um, It looks really similar to the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant. I still want to go to that one. See, it's just like they're two hours away. I know. Like, why not? Just go. Just make a weekend of it. Go visit some cryptides. Why? Why not? And have a beautiful drive on top of it. Like, I'd really like not? to see Bigfoot. I would really, really like to see Bigfoot at a distance, Personally, but close, close enough to where my camera can take a picture of it without it not being blurry as fucking potato personally, quality. From far away. Listen, potato quality. Oh my god, I love it. Like, literally, that all of the fuck shit that we've gotten from Bigfoot is potato quality. It's always... <laughs> if anybody's an old Mitch Hedberg fan, he was a comic that passed away some years ago. He has literally one, and I don't even know if there's many Bigfoot comedy bits, but he has one of the best ones of all time. Maybe Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> That's right. You told me about Run. that. Run. There's an out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. <laughs> There's an out of focus monster we can't see. He's so blurry. He's blurry. Run, get away. There's an out of focus monster. That's fucking funny. Hey, Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't do it justice. Listen, at all, no, that's so true though. But because... it's single handedly one of it, again. I don't know if there's many comedy bits out there about Bigfoot, but if it's single handedly one of the funniest bits I've ever heard. Because I'm like, holy fuck, what if he really is blurry? And that's why. But I mean, think about it. <laughs> Pictures of him. Hey, and that makes me think about that VHS segment, which was kind of weird. Which VHS was it? Remember the one where the girl led those people into the woods and that thing was like glitching, but it was killing oh, them? Oh, that was fucking crazy. Ew, that thing freaked me out. That was and the it first me, one. And it made me think about, ew, it made me think about that. <laughs> It was like Bigfoot and Slenderman had a child. Ew, I know. Weird. Ew. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, what was I? What? 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 Oh, I forgot. When you when <laughs> have you ever had a dream? When when you when so when you when <laughs> when you when you feel you could do anything. Um. <laughs> um. No, but think about it. That's what I was going to say. Think about it. pictures of Bigfoot that's taken from a distance. Right. Do not fucking tell me that whole fucking countryside right. is not blurry. Why is he? I don't, I don't think I've seen one single side. There's, there's been, oh God, there's been maybe a handful of actual footage that I somewhat could believe is right. Bigfoot. I agree. But out of the vast amounts I've seen, oh, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. 
I'm just calling I'm calling straight bullshit. Same with skinwalkers. Especially if they're too clear. If it's too clear, then I'm super. Because remember there was that one that was like, oh, what is that? And they like zoom in and then you see this face. Yeah. And it's like, no. That was a little now bit Now I'm calling too straight perfect. bullshit on that because it's way too perfect. And yeah. it didn't move either. Like I think maybe the eyes moved. but It's an animal. That... Bigfoot is not. See, to me, if Bigfoot is real, which I think Bigfoot is real. He's an animal. It's an animal. It's going to act like an animal. Thus, it's going to probably be moving 99% of the time. He ain't going to look at you and put, wait for you to take your picture and pose. He's probably going to look at you and walk away or just like look away or like he ain't going to just stand there and wait for you to take a fucking picture. I'm honestly more apt to believe that he would like hear you coming and it would be like stick breaking and how deer or like and then like take off running. As long as you they don't feel threatened by you, they're probably gonna run off. Yeah. I think it's more likely that that happens. Yeah. They hear humans coming and they run away. I mean like they're scared. Listen. I also hear humans coming in my fertile lands of (laughs) my fertile my bed of what was it bed of fertile land anxiety or I hear humans and I run away. Yep. So same. Same Bigfoot. Same. All right, my dudes. Well, that's all we have on the Flatwoods monster. That was a that was an interesting one. I love how like ninety percent of it was alien geared because like they they really. Kind of thought it was more of an alien, and then everyone else is just kind of like, no, that was a barn owl. Well, and you know, one thing that, like I said, that Monster Quest uh, episode referred to it more almost like because of the the visual description. If you guys saw on our social medias with that, like almost spade or like ace, yeah, of spades like shape, it was thought more too that it might have even been like a lizard like. Yeah, because um, some lizards have crests like that. Right, exactly. Yeah. That it was thought more to be, um, or uh, how, like, uh, oh, God, what type of snake is that? Um, uh, cobra? Cobras have that, like, weird sort of... I almost said diamondback. Fanning, like, no. fanning out mm-hmm. kind of crest from behind, you know, like how they kind of have that thing. Um, that it was something similar to that. Sort of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that it was somewhat reptil- reptilian in a way. It was described like... So that wasn't mentioned in this article, but that was something that was mentioned in that Monster Quest episode. That it might... So it's lizard people. Yeah, there you go. Basically. Lizard people, aliens. Lizard people. Right on. There are a lot of things I will have my mind open for. And I have a very wide open mind, but I do not believe in lizard people. I really don't. Well, and then when you take into account the few people that have even mentioned lizard people, and then you listen to them talk, and you're like, okay, yeah, I definitely don't believe in lizard people, because you sound like you just snorted a bunch of cocaine, sir. You good? Because I don't, you sound like you just snorted cocaine and watched Species, and now you're (laughs) trying to tell me that shit is fucking uh sir i have some news for you just just no like i'm not buying it yeah like that 
yeah, lizard people are single-handedly like the one thing I just can't. It's very hard buy to believe that. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Ghosts. Yep, demons. There's a lot yep. of skinwalkers, aliens, skinwalkers, totally wendigos. Got it. Yep, one hundred percent Bigfoot. Right there with right there with you, lizard people. But um, nope. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Slenderman is a hard no. You me. always have to draw a line. And that's where I draw my that's, line. Yep. That's where my line goes. Lizard people is where I draw. I, yeah. That's the same. Call 1-800-STEAMER. <laughs> well, I have no fucking that idea. Just, that just happened to... Okay. It's cool. I mean, it happens. Stanley Steamer gets carpet cleaner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from either. All right, yeah, my dudes. It happens. It does happen. You get slap happy, and then your brain, like, glitches. It does. And then... It's commercial jingles. My girlfriend bod at me the other day. She bod at me. She just, out of absolutely nowhere, just made a sheep noise. So you know what I did? I mooed. (laughs) I apparently made a sound like a baby sloth. What the fuck does a baby sloth sound like? I'll have to, it's it's actually kind of adorable. So. (laughs) I don't know. My husband sent me a video and I was like, Oh, I kind of sound like that. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> My girlfriend, Boz, I moo and you baby sloth. I Sounds about love baby great. sloths, though. So I'm just saying, like, that I was, like, double happy. That's amazing. Because I was like, now maybe I could communicate. And he's like, you can't have one. If so I communicated with BB, it'd be meow. didn't work. Meow. <laughs> Literally, yes. Meow. Literally, yes. Cutest, sweetest cat on the All fucking planet, but her meow needs some Are, milk. like, very pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> meow. It's really funny when she gets uh, the zoomies. Love She'll it. literally run into random rooms and scream. She ran into the kitchen the other night and was like, meow. Oh, my God. Meow. And Danielle was like, what the fuck, baby? Oh, my God. So. Well, she needs undivided attention sometimes she just doesn't get the attention that she wants and she screams and i i do the same thing <laughs> i do <laughs> i go wow amazing i love it yeah you just make a sound and because that's what comes out of your body <laughs> i'm like i'm craving attention i would like to order one attention please one attention please it doesn't even have to be a lot. Just whatever you can spare. Thank you. Smile. <laughs> it's so true. All right, my dudes. Next week is going to be pretty different. We're going to talk about something we've never actually talked about before because we've never talked about this franchise. We will not be watching all of the movies um, because I mentally and physically cannot. Oh, no. No. Listen, we did Friday the 13th for you guys. And that's about Leprechaun as far... Was... Oh, God, was... I keep... Why I don't did... know which was worse. Why did I just put that out of my head? And that was literally last You blocked March. it. I blocked like it you... ever happened. Because it was that fucking awful. Okay, anyway, but you're right. Because three out of all of them were racist as fuck. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're not... We're not... Um, we, yeah, we're not. We can't... Um, I like I and to be honest with you, how many, how many are there? And I physically and mentally cannot. I can't either. Like with every level of my being. Um, 
I'm including the newest one. Oh, How many are there? Ma'am, I hate to ask me that. I know. Um, <laughs> Should have had it ready. I have my hold. phone sitting over here. Please. There are. I feel like it's in total, including the new one. Yes. Okay. Oh my. Oh I feel my like there's that. eight. Eight, maybe nine. Nine. Okay. So I was right. Eight, maybe nine. I'm not. So I've seen the first one. I've seen I'm a not. couple of the other ones. And so next week, we will be discussing the 2022 movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The only one I distinctly remember is the very first one. And apparently this is a direct sequel this from one the, is a first yeah. one. This one is. This is a direct sequel from the first one. So, which is great because that's the only one I genuinely gave a shit about. <laughs> basically, having uh, basically doing what the Halloween series did and just kind of ignoring everything in between and going straight from the 1974 original film to now. Um. Which is what all the cool kids are doing right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just think it's something to be said when you have these reboots and the nobody from the original series is still around. Like, Gunnar Hansen passed away. Tobe Hooper passed away. Uh, yeah, because Texas Chainsaw is the oldest of the, the slasher films. 1974 it is. Yeah, it was even before Halloween. Yeah. So, um... And that first one, and, though, uh, honest even to God. Sally Hard uh Marilyn Burns, my apologies, who played Sally Hardesty in the original, she has uh, also passed away. So, like, there's really nobody around from the, or not many people, really, I should say, around from the original movie left. And I just think it's something to be said when, uh, I don't know, it's just something hard when these type of movies are made and nobody's still around to have much creative control on what to say as far as how uh how they should be made what type of look they should have just that's see that's the thing too yeah. because that's why halloween in 2018 did so well i'm a firm believer because that's why the chucky yep. series colt and curse coming back and then because the it's series, the original people is still involved brad yes. is still around uh, so this is the first time we're ever going to be actually talking about Texas Chainsaw because right. we've not done a full because we won't. No, no. Because honest to God, like I get why people love it. I do. I understand. I do too. But it's not our cup of tea. Uh, like I, I know we both really do like the first one. I honestly really do like the first one. The rest of them are just they 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 go so fucking far reaching by the point it's just well through the eighties and nineties they're kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess for the for the B movie quality and shock value, I can appreciate them as right. a horror fan. They're but they're they're very much all over the place. They really don't. One thing I can give at least most of the franchises is they do sort of kind of follow a storyline, a timeline, for, a timeline for the <laughs> most part. I mean, I even just saw. Uh, there was a listing of how to watch the Texas Chainsaw movies in chronological order. And I'm like, who the fuck spent the time doing this? Because I didn't even know there was any order to watch these. But anyway, um, I can appreciate 
the Jessica Beale one. Yeah. Because Jessica Beale. That's why. I mean Jessica Beale. I anyway, did, I did uh, watch and I love Arlie and I love Arlie Ermey. And I love Arlie Ermey. It, um, that wasn't it, was it? I didn't watch No, one, those no. though, that was the uh That was the prequel, wasn't it? Yeah. The one that where uh what's her name from Conjuring is the mom. Yeah. That's the one I saw. Yeah, that was face. that was awful. That was absolutely that garbage. was awful. <laughs> like I barely that was really it. terrible. I because, you know I rented that from a family video. Who they got to? I'm sorry because of who they. It was two dollars. It was fine. who they got to play him and like how they premised he. How does a scrawny? What were you were you literally shooting him with human growth hormones once this disfiguration it was happened? Actually, because he, I didn't he understand was actually how. Captain America. Did you not know? Oh, that? okay, yeah, all right. That's he how was it actually Captain. Okay, America. he was a military right. experiment in a bunker, and then yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> all right. My brain just died. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain cells were like, and we're at zero. Yeah, my brain just went. Bah! So, um, you know, we thought as far as a movie that this one would be interesting because we have not watched it yet. Um, reviews on both of our ends have not looked promising at all. Um, pretty much the horror side of TikTok I'm on is completely slaughtering this movie and not in a good way. Um, Twitter's about the same. There are a few people that I have seen that were like, you know what? It was fun. The kills were great. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard, I've either heard that like, okay, listen, is this movie great? No. Uh, is it kind of fun? Yeah. Um, but then I've also heard some people go like, this was terrible. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, that doesn't really sound, <laughs> that doesn't actually sound good either way. So um, this, this should be really interesting because I don't think we've ever done one where we haven't actually watched it yet and we're going to watch it fresh and this isn't going to be the franchise and we're just, well, we also yeah. haven't ever really reviewed a movie that we actually didn't care for that too. We talked about that. We've never done that. We've never done that. Yeah. And I was like, this would be a good opportunity. And this is something we so need new. to start doing more often. I think. Talk about I movies think, we don't like. Literally, I seriously though, like at least once or twice a year, yeah. like stomach watching a movie or re-watching a movie that we really didn't like and actually talking about it. Because I think that's fun. Uh, <laughs> do we have to? Do I have to watch No, it because again? then we couldn't end the podcast. That's right. It would just be. It would just be. the show that never ends. It would never end. Yes, it goes on. No. Because there was no ending. <laughs> we can't do that to you guys. I'm I can't sorry. watch that movie again. I really can't. No, we'll have I to can't. pick something else. We'll have to find something else. Maybe like a list of, because we've done a list of movies we equally don't like, but there's been like ones I haven't seen and ones you haven't seen. So maybe we could do that. Because what's the one that you always say you hate? The Chosen. The Chosen. And I've never seen it. So I would actually be willing to see Like my top that. three worst movies ever is The Chosen, Slender Man, and The Turning. Okay, I've never seen the first two, and Wish Upon. So I would is... be, I would be willing to stomach. You haven't, you never watched Slenderman? No. Oh God! Remember, I told you it just the murders that or that. It, well, no, I'm sorry. She it was, was done in bad taste. I'm sorry, she was not murdered. I apologize. That little girl was not murdered. She did survive. Uh, I was really upset that that movie still went yep. through after what happened. It was very uh, bad, very bad taste. It was an extremely bad taste. Just. Uh, you know, 
if that hadn't happened, fine. Make your shitty movie based on a creepypasta, whatever. Like, right. But the fact that like that happened, this little girl is like literally fighting for her life in a hospital, and there's two children on trial for attempted murder. And you still made this movie. I was like, ew. Maybe because they changed the lore. They thought that that would save them. I don't know. It just but that actually me. pissed me off. It did Because I was like, me. not only did you make this film in horrible taste because of this thing that just happened. And the parents of this child literally wrote to the studio literally. and said, don't And this movie. you decided to completely change the Slenderman lore. Completely changed it. And it's really fucking stupid now, so... Well, I didn't understand doing that and leaving the name. Why didn't you just change the name? Like you said they did with uh, Mercy Black. Black. Uh, Mercy, I almost said Black Coat Star. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, Black Coat really Star is so good. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> Black Coat Star legitimately is very good. Now, if you've never seen it, please watch it. But what you said about Mercy, Mercy Black, Black, which I still have never seen either. It literally is Slender Man. That, I was like, no. So why didn't they just do that? If you were going to change the lore, then just give it a different fucking name. If you were still going to release the movie, then just don't call it fucking Slender Man. I mean, everybody will know it's Slender Man, but just don't fucking call it Slender Man. Well, unless you were a big Slender Man fan, people that watch Mercy Black probably didn't get that. Because I it was wouldn't have gotten that it one was the me, but I actual story of the girls. Right. That's what pissed me off. Because they named it Mercy Black, but that one was the actual plot. Of what those girls did to that little girl. Mm. Mm -mm. It was. Oh, no. Because oh, no, these two girls okay. wanted to be, like, Mercy Black was this thing that people, like, quote-unquote, worshipped or whatever. And then these two girls, I don't remember it exactly because it's been fucking years. Right. But I do remember literally looking at Danielle because Danielle was like, didn't this actually happen? And I'm like, this is literally, this Ew. plot is literally what happened with those two girls in Slender Man. So gross. That's what this is. And I'm like, that's honestly disgusting. Which turned me off to the Especially movie since one of those little girls actually had schizophrenia. Yeah. Like diagnosed schizophrenia and legitimately thought she was really seeing and hearing Slender Man because she wasn't on her medication. And she had an actual mental disorder. Yeah. So the whole thing, and again, I apologize because the, the young girl that they did attack did live. She did still live. alive. Um, Probably has been deep, the, in deep therapy right now. Oh, I mean, you know, but I guess they, there was an interview not that long ago and she did, you know, she has lived a relatively normal life, but luckily it has been quiet and out of the public eye and she's Good. actually living a life. Um, because the whole thing, I, I still, I, I mean, I still feel sorry for the kids that did, especially the, the one that was mentally ill. I just, I feel sorry for the whole fucking thing, but to make any type of movie about it after, after the fact, whether you call it Slender Man or not, it's just in really poor taste. And I did not know that about Mercy Black, but I'm glad that's out there. So hopefully other people that haven't seen it are like, yeah, maybe I won't be visiting like, if you that watched movie. Mercy Black and you didn't know about that story, you wouldn't recognize that. But if you knew about that story as extensively, as, especially as we do. Yeah. When you watch Mercy Black, you're literally sitting there going, this is this actually happened. And it was Slender Man. I urge Mercy people Black. to watch that doc. It's on HBO Max. Anyone has HBO That documentary Max, is that so beyond, good. Beyond the Slender Man or something like that. That documentary is really, really it's good. It's really it, good. It delves really deeply into the families and just everything. It's so, it's good, but it's. Very sad. 
So I'm really excited yeah. to talk about a movie that I know that more than like I'm not going to go in with the expectation of not liking it. I am going to keep an open mind. I'm going to I'm going to try to keep an open mind, but it is going to be interesting to talk about a movie that we don't like next week. Well, and then I'm <laughs> listen, I'm going to walk into it exactly the way I was planning on walking to it, exactly what I heard it compared to, and if it is that, then I'm just going to be like, "All right, well, told you so knew this was gonna happen you know like that's that's the other thing i i don't mind walking into a movie going okay well this is what i expected i actually like that more i yeah. like walking into a movie where i'm like okay good good or bad i appreciate walking into a movie and and go and afterwards going okay this is what i expected this is what i expected Right. Like, I'm not going to go in with any expectations, but also I'm sure that my expectations will probably be I'm not going, yeah, I'm definitely not going into it expecting this to be awful. No. Or wonderful. No. It's going to be mediocre at best. I'm totally <laughs> neutral. <laughs> hoping that I walk out going that I want to see brutal kills. That's what I want yeah, to see. Just, cool just kills. give me brutal kills. Yeah, because more than likely we'll end up rating our kills oh yeah for we, sure yeah because because that's what we do it's a slasher film we have to you that's yeah it's what you do yeah <laughs> it's it's what you do it's kind of what else is the point with these movies if it's not for the kill i feel like that's kind of where texas chainsaw and friday the 13th nailed the best as far as franchise slasher franchises were the kills you, they, they really had no other plot points and you really didn't care about any other plot points. Chucky, you could care. Freddy, you could care. And rate the kills. But Friday and Chainsaw, there's really no, like... You don't really care what's going you, on. You know do, this conversation... You don't really know what's going on, nor do you really care what's going on. You just... You the, know this conversation is giving me an idea for a podcast right now? Okay. An entire podcast about kills in okay. horror movies. Yeah, because you could. We really could. We could talk about our favorites. We could talk about You kills could compare from... kills. There yeah. have been a lot of horror movies that have repeated kills from other That's a really good movies. idea. Like a thing. We should do that. We might have to research if somebody's already jumped on that because there's literally millions of podcasts that exist. And I'm not just talking horror podcasts. There are like, but like, seriously, and we could talk about horror movie kills. And I mean, we could do that. Right like, we could do that. Yeah. We but should I'm do saying that. as a whole podcast, we might want to check in if that's no, I'm not talking it. about like as a whole podcast, I'm talking about as an episode, right? On, I thought you meant like spinning oh, God, off. No. That'd be too much. I know people I don't that have can time. do it and have done it. It's a little too much. It's too much. Yeah. I'm talking about just an episode. We'll, we'll leave that to somebody else. Yeah. Someone else episode, perfect. Especially because I know what my favorite horror movie kill of all time is. Oh, I don't know if I can have one of all Of all time. time. And to be honest with you, it's brutal as fuck. <laughs> it is oh, very brutal. I think I know which one you're talking about. Probably. Well, then if it's the one you're talking about, then mine is pretty much the same, but it's a different movie. It's the same thing, but it's a different movie. <laughs> really? Are we talking about the same? Okay, say it then. Terrifier. Okay, a Bone Tomahawk. I was wondering it's if you were talking about thing. Bone Tomahawk. It's the Tomahawk. same thing. That's why, yes. was, that's why I was like, I know, yes. she's, I was like, I know <laughs> she's talking about Terrifier, because if she's talking about what, what I'm thinking she's talking about, then I'm thinking the exact it's same It's literally kill. the same kill. It's, it's just, just a different it's movie. Just, oh, because... 
Oh my God, Bone Tomahawk. Oh my God. I cannot believe. Okay, that's going on a list of something we have to talk about at some point. Yes. And I desperately need to watch that with my dad. I need to watch it again. It's been a long fucking time. I need to watch it with my dad. Yeah, you do. Because my dad's normally not a horror fan. But he likes The Walking Dead. Bone but he loves westerns. See, my dad, yeah. loves, and you know my dad loves westerns. Loves Because Bone Tomahawk is a horror movie, but it isn't. It's one of those that kind of teeters it's the fence. so good. Mm-hmm. Like. It's fantastic. Dumb. Like, <laughs> if you don't like horror, but you like westerns, like, it's going to, it gets gory. Like, if you can deal with gore, I guess maybe that's where it puts it on a horror category. Because if you can deal with gore, yeah. which majority horror fans can deal with yeah then you can watch it but if you're just like a like if you're just a westerns fan like my dad fucking loves westerns i think he would legitimately love this movie i think that i scene, think he really i think you. that scene he'd go what the fuck but i think the movie as a whole he could appreciate it's fucking kurt russell like come on like the cast is like a so stellar step listen if y'all haven't seen i feel like i first of all i waited way too long to see Boom Tomahawk. it was one of those where it was like literally on lists everywhere and everybody was talking about it and i was like it's because of I that kill this? scene why haven't i seen this why haven't i seen this and then i finally watched it and i was like this fucking movie is so good so and i hate good. that more people aren't talking about it and i hate that it wasn't like, i think it's because to be honest with you a lot of people can't handle that type of gore it's and it's very gory. it's and very I gory think, and i think again it's one of those like where do you put this do you call it a horror film do you call it a western could you could call western, it a western horror film. western horror could totally be a subgenre and i'm down for that but i definitely subgenre. would give it a, a, a bit of the horror just because of how you gory have to. it is I think it's, it's like so people silence. i think it's like people, that argument is silence of the lambs a horror oh, movie and it fucking psychological is. Like, we're is not horror. and it's gory and yes psychological is movies gore are gory and gory gory psychological that movies too are horror um, careful with your whores but yeah, I mean, but seriously though, like really, you could. I think making that argument, if that's a, if that is a horror film, is like making it would be like having the same argument as as Silence of the Lambs, and Silence of the Lambs is one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent fucking horror film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, we should definitely do an episode about kills. Now that you guys know what our favorite. It's even is. listed as a Western horror. Is it really? It's actually listed. <laughs> God, I always forget he's in this. <laughs> Who? I always forget Patrick Wilson's. In oh movie. yeah, Patrick Wilson. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's it's listed as a horror. Is the 2015 horror western cannibal film? Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I when like, I was that's actually like fucking amazing. When I researched like, uh. Brutal horror movie kills. What that one was one of the ones that came up, and so was the one from Terrifier. Because I mean, they like just they're the same kill. They're pretty much the oh, same. Oh, they're thing. literally the exact same kill. They're the exact. <clears throat> they are the exact same kill. Yeah, yeah, it's and they thing. are. It's just the movies. Yeah, this director. I'm kind of looking. He did a movie called Brawl in Cell Block '99. I don't know. I have to check out some of his other stuff, but like now you got me wanting to watch Bone Tomahawk. I need to watch this again. This movie is so (laughs) fucking good, and it's like it's so good. And again, like I said, it's just one of these movies where I I feel like maybe they really didn't know exactly where to fit it in, and it 
uh, horror movie audiences really loved it. Like, the movie got a fucking 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and was certified fresh. Like, yeah, that's insane. That is insane. But I again, it got, you know, it got picked up by a lot of uh, horror awards, spirit awards, the Saturn Awards, which is like a sci-fi horror academy of film awards uh not that it doesn't hold any weight whatsoever but i'm just saying like this movie could have really like this didn't necessarily have to be uh uh geared towards horror fans like this could have very easily been um this could have very easily been tracked to fans of uh of uh western thrillers too just you know i don't know i think a lot of movies it kind of i think it all goes into you know when you when you hear about how movies do with test audiences that's what i think depends on how a lot of movies are marketed is how well they do with test audiences and i don't know exactly how they marketed this movie because i swear i mean this movie came out in 2015 and i didn't hear anything about it in 2015 and then i didn't watch it till like 2019 i didn't watch it till like 5 years later it took it took me forever when it first came out i i didn't even know anything about it i didn't yeah. even hear about it no and it sucks because like i said this could have been marketed a million different ways it was really the the performances were incredible and it was very well done and had an amazing is it on anything cast. To be honest, I think when I streamed it, I had to pay for it. Because this is one of those movies where I'm like, I need this own. <laughs> it's on, I know, I should own this. Um, It's on Prime. It says for $2.99. So it is Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost 99% positive I had to pay for it when I streamed it. And I think I had to pay for it on Prime. But, uh, hey, it's worth it. It's worth it to actually own it, to be honest. But, uh. Yeah, so next week, um, we'll be talking about Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw 22. The new one. <coughs> if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. If you guys it. want more info about the Flatwoods Monster, watch Project Blue Book. Historychannel.com or history.com. But yeah, uh, that's all we got. All right, my dudes. Well, you know, of course, we have our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. The handles are DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Please give us a follow and subscribe. Leave a comment on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You'll always know when we put out new episodes. Usually 9.9 times out of 10 every Wednesday, sometimes things come up. And of course, if you follow us, you will know if it isn't posted on a Wednesday. I think that's it. I think we got it. All right, my dudes. Yeah. Have a great week. Enjoy the warmth weather that we're having. Yes. Watch your allergies because they fucking suck right now if you're in Ohio. Big time. But we love you guys. Thanks for the support. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original.